This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. God, for the glory of his name, is reconciling and reclaiming all things to himself. He's just yearning for you. He's longing for you. He wants friendship and relationship with you. He needs you. Oh, you're breaking his heart. No, he's going to break you. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. This, like, when you say, I, I just can't believe in a God that would, you realize it doesn't matter. You don't get to define God. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us some men who know the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? And we're back. Matter of Theology podcast back in Romans 11. Uh, This time, uh, you may be thinking, I wonder how far they're going to get. Well, guess what? (laughs) Not very far. No. We're going to be going through verses 11 and 12. That's right. Just two verses uh, this episode. Um, And we need to remember the context of where we are in scripture. Uh, Context is crucial. Um, uh, And remember that the point of this section, right? Chapters nine through chapters 11, chapters, (laughs) chapter 11 um, is concerning the state of the nation Israel and, uh, and the salvation of that nation and those in that nation. Um, so we, we have to remember that, um, and, and, uh, we will not belabor, uh, going back through what we've already, what we've already, uh, talked about, um, in this, in this beautiful, beautiful section of scripture. Um, and, uh, and, and these two verses tonight are, are no different. Uh, they, they really aren't any, any different. And, uh, and, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's in the sovereignty of the Lord, uh, that we're doing, uh, this episode today. Um, you know, this, this dropping, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, um, I, I think is, is crucial. Um, crucial. That's a, that's an extreme word. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> so, so this is a, this is a live and in person tonight, folks. Um, so, but we need, I'll just get into it. We'll, we'll, we'll just start reading and, and start talking, um, just having a conversation about these two verses. Um, and, uh, and so again, coming from where we've been in the first 10 verses, uh, to now, uh, we approach verse 11 with, uh, the apostle Paul, uh, kind of restating the question, uh, if you will. Um, and he says, I say then they did not stumble. So as to fall, did they may it never be, but their, but by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now, if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? There is so much here, um, so so very very much here. So starting at the beginning, we see we see Paul asking that question. I I I I say then I gather then I'm asking then therefore, um, and and we need to remember what Paul has just walked us through in in chapters nine, chapters ten, the first ten verses of chapter eleven, and. He just got done quoting Deuteronomy, Isaiah 29, Deuteronomy, and Psalm 69, and uh, through verses 8, 9, and 10, talking about how the table has become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution to them. We, we know that Christ himself, uh, the Messiah, their Messiah, they had tripped over that Messiah. He was, as scripture says elsewhere, a rock of offense, a stumbling block to his own people. 
Uh, now, now Paul here is starting to explore and, and unpack the purpose of the stumbling. Uh, and, and as Dr. R.C. Sproul would say, he said, it's, he's going to talk about what God's design in it is. And, and in my notes, I wrote down that, that, so he started the chapter with, uh, the same question, right? The same type question. I say, then God has not rejected his people, has he? Um, and that this rhetorical question, it implies that negative answer. Um, and, and again, I've said this a ton, Paul being that master teacher, um, is, is assuming this answer, this, 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 this may it never be God forbid, impossible, unthinkable. No, no, no. A thousand times. No, um, they have not stumbled, uh, so much that they have fallen and can never get up. Um, and when I was reading this, I was like, help I've fallen and I can't get up. I was thinking about that. Um, so again, tired, didn't, haven't had a lot of caffeine today. Um, so, so, you know, the result of stumbling is, is we fall. You know, I think about, I think about my almost four-year-old and, uh, he's gotten pretty good at catching himself now, but if he's flying across our floor, our downstairs is hardwood floors on, uh, downstairs and it's slick. And it's that time of year where the air is dry. If he's wearing socks that don't have a lot of tread on them and he goes to take a corner running at, you know, uh, the speed of toddler, uh, he will stumble and he will fall. Um, but he will get back up. Um, so we know that the result of stumbling is falling. When we, when we trip, we fall, um, it, we, we get hurt as well. Um, and, uh, and, and what Paul is getting at here is that, yes, his people fell. Yes, Israel fail, uh, fell, um, uh, but it's not a permanent fall. That's right. Um, it's not uh, going to be something that they're never going to recover from. And, uh, and so Paul and gives, but I mean, they just, when you think about Israel falling, if you go back all through the old Testament, these are major falls. Yes. This is huge. This is, this is the adulterous wife falling, right? This is the c continual rejection of what God says all throughout the old Testament. And then in the New Testament, what do you have? You have his people rejecting the Messiah. Mm. So not only just rejecting God's word in the Old Testament, but now you have God come in the flesh, and what do they do? They reject him all right. the same. Right. So, so now <laughs> Excuse me. their rejection, they did not reject him as to fall, right? It's it, there's going they're not going to continue rejecting why because right. there are those going back to verse 7, there are those who are chosen. Mm -hmm. Because we all if we when we were unbelievers, what were we doing? Rejecting, rejecting God. We were suppressing God. the truth and unrighteousness. Yeah. Uh Romans 1. So at at one point or another, we all rejected the truth of God. But it wasn't uh final. Correct. God changed our heart, drew us mm. to him. Mm. Yeah. And th th that's where, I mean, th that's, the, and to everybody listening, this is why we're only walking through two passages, uh, two verses tonight, because the, the subject here and, um, is very, very heavy, heavy and weighty, but in a way of, I, I would say the majority of the people that listen to the matter of theology podcast are believers. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't assume that, that, that that's the case. We hope so. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're hearing my voice tonight or whenever you're listening to this and you are in Christ, Christ has saved you. He has, uh, taken that heart of stone and, and turned it into a heart of flesh. He is, he has spoken life into you. He's given you faith to believe, um, uh, to, to see the, the beauty, the wisdom and, uh, the, the, the immense unmerited grace and favor through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. then this is true of you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he keeps you, absolutely. he keeps you. That, absolutely. I mean, that is, that's John six where, uh, all those that the father has given to me. So there's a giving by the father to the son, all that the father has given me, they will come to me and all those who come to me, I will never cast out. Right. He's going to hold on to them. Right. He's going to hold on to you if you're in Christ mm. so that even while you 
now you may stumble and and we do this all the time we when when we sin we think that's the sin that's going to drive me from god mm. right but what is that that's just a lack in our our belief in what christ has said about what he will do in keeping us that's right, right? because he keeps us that there is no when we are in Christ, when we are truly repentant, there's nothing that can separate us, mm. even our sin. Yeah, 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 and that's I mean that, that that's ultimately where where I uh, where we're going to end up tonight is talking about transgression and trespasses and the purpose of those transgressions and and trespasses and um you know and 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 going you know going back to uh, one of my favorite passages uh, in, in in Scripture Isaiah fifty three. Remember, Isaiah 53 is written from the point of view of the remnant believing nation of Israel looking back on what Christ has done, the exalted, the suffering, and the silent servant, and and, and praising him for that. And and so it's it's a prophecy that took place hundreds of years before, but 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 given from the point of view of the millennial kingdom looking back. And that hurts your brain, <laughs> but but scripture is full of um, uh, passages like that. And if you've never read Isaiah 52, uh, 13 through Isaiah 53, 12, take some time and read it, especially this week, especially moving towards the Christmas season. Um, so, but we have to remember also uh, something that kind of stood out to me, you know, we just read about the blindness, right? The hardening. Um and, and, and that it's, that's not irrever, irreversible for the remnant, um, that the darkness was never meant to be permanent. Um, but, but we have to remember that, yes, as, as, as AG pointed out in the new Testament, the, the, the Jews are the ones that crucified the Messiah. Mm-hmm. They rejected their Messiah to the point of choosing a murderer over mm-hmm. the Messiah, um, something we always have to remind ourselves. Well, I mean, not even that. Hold oh, on. Go, go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just choosing a murder over the Messiah, but standing before Pilate, Pilate says what? Shall I release your king? And what do they say? We have no king but Crucify Caesar. by him. Yeah. Wow. They, they side with Rome. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good. Hey, and, and that, that just that just continues to lead in to exactly what I was going to say next, man. So mm-hmm. thank you for saying that brother. Like Israel's rejection of the Messiah and, and the kingdom at that point um, did not thwart God's plan. It was all part of it. That's right. Yeah. It was all part of the plan. The Lord is the one that used the, the, the terrible rejection. Uh, it's using the language of scripture, the transgression of his people to accomplish his uh, divine objective, as Dr. John MacArthur says, and, and, and he goes on to say, quote, uh, that vast objective is twofold, to bring salvation to the Gentiles, to the Jews, and then in parentheses, I wrote the whole world. That's, that, that, that is how the gospel uh, uh, came to the entire world. Um, so in, in walking through this, uh, let me flip back because I flipped over to I. I, Isaiah 53. Um, so let me flip back over to Romans. Oop, too far. Hello, Corinthians. Uh, there we go. So it says, I say then, did they, did they, uh, they did not stumble so as to fall, did they? May it never be. Absolutely not. But their transgression, but by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles. To, uh, to, to, to make them jealous. And so let, let's talk about that salvation coming to the Gentiles. Okay. Cause we see, um, we see Jesus saying in Matthew chapter eight, uh, he says, I say to you, um, th- that many, uh, that many Gentiles shall come from East and West and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom, and that's the unbelieving Jews shall be cast out into the outer darkness, into the place there there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the the very people for whom God intended the kingdom to be for and who it was offered to will be shut out of the kingdom. 
Um, now, uh, th that, that in and of itself is very scary, right? You don't want to be on the opposite side of that. Um, but, but Christ, Christ is, is, is clear about that. Um, and, and, and he, he warns, um, unbelieving Israel later, um, uh, in a parable in Matthew 22, uh, he says, therefore I say to you, uh, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and will be given to a nation producing fruit of it. Matthew 21, 43, sorry. Uh, and then he, he told them the, the chief priests and the Pharisees, there we go in Matthew 22. Um, uh, you know, he, he, he was very clear and very explicit in their rejection of him. And because of their rejection in him, uh, his father's rejection of them. Um, and, and we talked about that last week, right? We talked about Romans one, when people reject and suppress the truth of God and, and worship the, the, the creature rather than the creator. Um, and then what does God do? He hands them over. He rejects them. He casts them out. He shoves them in the direction that they want to go. So, but this was always the plan. This was always the plan. I mean, in, in Genesis, um, you know, God told Abraham that he was going to be bringing salvation to the Gentiles. He said, in you, um, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Um, and in Exodus 19, um, and, and at, at Sinai, like he called the nation Israel to be their witnesses, their, um, their, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Like that's what he called them to. So what Paul is getting at here um, is that that this this was the plan that this you know I I used to say all the time that this was God's plan A. Well, n no, because there is no plan B. That's right. This is the plan. <laughs> <That's right>. like, <laughs> well, and, and I got that from a, from a business standpoint. I always had a. a, a uh, a boss who was like, Oh man, you know, this is the, like, you want to plan out your day and all this stuff. And th th you know, you know, know when people are going to be where people are going to be from a leadership standpoint, and this is your plan a. Um, and so, so I just, I just ended up like regurgitating that. And, uh, and then when, it, but when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to the purposes of God, there is one plan and it is his plan. Um, so uh, just another just a passage of scripture just to kind of drive this home. Uh, this is Acts 13. Um, uh, scripture says that it, it was necessary that the, that, the, uh, that the word of God should be spoken to you first. Since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For thus the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles that you should go and bring salvation to the end of the earth. Um, I mean, I could keep going <laughs> with, with passages of scripture that, well, I mean, um, think about, uh, think about Jonah, right? Jonah, yes. Jonah's the one God called to, uh, take the message of repentance to Nineveh, a Gentile nation. Yep. The first thing he did was run, but then God made sure he got there. Uh, then he gets there. And what does he do? He goes, tells them to repent. What do they do? They repent. And then what happens to Jonah? He gets mad at it. <laughs> yeah. he, he gets mad at the fact that the Gentiles repent and God is gracious to them. Yeah. And he, and he even says that. He says, I knew that you would do this. Yeah. You know, that's why I ran in the first place, because I knew that you were going to be gracious. I knew you were going to grant them repentance. Yep. And, and, that, and we actually see that now, right? We ooh, see, yeah, uh, we, ooh, we, we there see, you go. yeah, we, we see the, the, uh, uh, Jesus came through the Jews, right? They rejected him. Uh, they, they shunned the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Gentiles are becoming saved now. Uh, why are they saved in order to make the Jews jealous yeah. and God is gathering people from, from everywhere, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. And so much so moving forward today, what do we see? Social justice. Oh my god. Critical race theory, right? The it, it's absurd, right? Cuz there I, I hate to to burst your bubble. Uh <laughs> but there's the Okay, heaven is not going to be just one ethnicity. It's going to be a cavalcade 
of ethnicities. That's a good word, man. It is a good word. It's going to be a mosaic, a beautiful mosaic from everyone from every every corner of the world. That's right. That's right. Uh, And scripture is absolutely clear. There is no distinction. Colossians 3. That's right. Read Colossians 3. Uh, read Ephesians 4. There is absolutely no distinction, no barbarian, Scythian, slave free, for all, all Christ is in all. All are in Christ and Christ is in all. Um, and and for anybody, for anybody again to to promote any kind of critical race theory, intersectionality, um, and 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 elevating that to a point of a gospel issue has not uh, I'll be careful with my words here, um, but but I want to be firm with my words here. They need to go back and read it again. Yeah. Well, I'll be a little more cavalier. Go for uh, it. And and I'll say, uh, guys, like, I mean, and and guys that actually get the gospel right, the gospel message, guys like Matt Chandler, Sam right. Storms, right. Eric Mason, they get the gospel right. But then once you start throwing in the idea of critical race theory, you have a different gospel. That's right. You're you're relying upon a different gospel in order to make the case for the critical race theory gospel because you have to reject what God is doing through all nations, and you have to focus mainly on one uh, ethnicity, not not race, because we're all part of the human race. There's no such thing as race. There's no, no such, thing, such as race. thing as race. And, that's right. That, that's not yeah. a biblical category. No. But ethnicity, we see different ethnicities in Scripture. And yeah. But what do we see? We see the fact that the gospel unites Amen. all ethnicities. That's right. So just like you were saying, there is no Jew. There is no Greek, meaning there's no distinction from where you came from. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't how much uh, matter the the material things. It doesn't matter whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. Mm-hmm. It, it, what matters is are you in Christ or are you not in Christ? That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, that is absolutely a hundred percent correct. Um, and when you when you start introducing stuff like critical race theory, when you start introducing intersectionality, saying that 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 needs to be um, that that needs to be a, a main uh, caveat for interpreting scripture. Uh, when you have men out there, you know, j- just today, just today, uh, you know, my, my, my brother, Daryl Harrison, uh, who is the Dean of social media for grace to you. And he's the lead host on the just thinking podcast. Um, I mean, he has been under fire from uh, Bishop Talbert Swan, who mm. uh, first of all, is no Bishop. Uh, second of all, based it, if I were going just based on what he's been tweeting today, um, I would sincerely, sincerely question whether or not that man's a believer. Right. Um, and and that, that's not me being judgmental. That's not me saying that he's not saved. Oh, my gosh. Everybody calm down. That's not that's what I'm saying. That's comparing what he says to the word of God. That's looking at the fruit and that, that, that's looking at it compared to scripture uh, and looking at his even his tone and how he has been. Uh, and the things that he's been responding to, um, uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I would say the same thing about Eric Mason, you know, Eric Mason recently, uh, just went on a tirade and called Dr. James white racist, um, yeah. which is not only that, ridiculous. Uh, I mean, he took a small clip, a section that had a much greater context and he ripped it from its context. And then he slandered Dr. White. And then Mm -hmm. Dr. White said, well, that's attached to a a bigger context because Dr. White was dealing with black Hebrew Israelites. And then they made a video about him, about how he needs to die and all these things. Yeah. So, so it's connected to a greater context, but Eric Mason, what did he say? He said, the content, it doesn't matter the context. The context is what I give it wrong. It's what, it's what I read into it. No, that's, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. You don't, you don't do that with anything else. No. So why do it there? Well, and scary moment, scary moment for the, for the organizations that, uh, that, that he's a part of is just like, okay, so if he's going to do that, if he's going to say that context doesn't matter in something that James White said, uh, and context is not what not authorial intent, but context is what he takes it as, what else is he going to twist? That's right. That's my question. 
What else are you going to twist and try to try to fit a progressive, liberal, uh, non-biblical, um, non-Christ-like um, hermeneutic when it comes to this? And then he, he – dude, what, what's crazy is then he had the audacity to, to say, uh, do the church elders not put people like that under church discipline and stuff? And I'm thinking, you're the one slandering the man. You're yeah. the one that needs to be yeah. put under. You started discipline. this. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, 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 and mm-hmm. I mean, just, just to bring it back on topic, I mean, the idea of intersectionality, intersectionality doesn't unite. All it does no. is divide and Absolutely. it divides to the nth degree so that, uh, you, you can, it's, it's infinitely, uh, dividing. It just keeps going. Um, uh, cause there's always something that's going to divide you and the next person. That's right. Uh, so, but the gospel, that's why you can't have intersectionality and the gospel Mm -hmm. because the gospel unites intersectionality continually divides. That's right. That's right. That is absolutely correct, brother. Well, and that's, you know, that's one of the, one of the topics here, again, bringing it back to, uh, the context of, of, uh, Romans 11. I mean, that, that, that's one of the topics here that Paul ends up getting into later, uh, later in this, in this passage, we won't get to it, uh, in this episode, but you know, he, he basically attacks the anti-Semitic view, um, of, of thinking that you are better than, than a certain ethnicity because you've been, you've been grafted in. And again, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, uh, but, but it's that, it's that same kind of mentality. Um, you know, uh, it's, it, it absolutely is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could keep going and, and talking about this uh, topic for, for a little bit, but, but I will just point everyone, uh, I've, I have been for a little bit and will continue to point everyone to the just thinking podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Daryl Harrison, Virgil Walker, uh, they Dwayne do a Atkinson. much better job than, than us. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, uh, I mean, Daryl, uh, I mean, I, I prepared 10 ish pages of notes for usually some of our, our podcasts, but I mean, he, he prepares so much more and, and they've lived this, um, and, and, and continue to live this. And, and these men have, uh, have shown themselves to be tested, uh, men, uh, trusted men and pastors rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, and their whole thing is, is, um, a biblical worldview, cultural apologetics. Uh, it's, it's really good. You guys, it's really, really good. So check them out if you haven't. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so coming back, um, so the, the second objective that we see here, um, so salvation is grafted, the Gentiles are grafted in, uh, but the second objective there is to make them jealous, to make, um, uh, Israel jealous and, um, jealousy and, and Martin Lloyd-Jones points this out as does Dr. Dr. John MacArthur. Jealousy is, is typically a negative term. Uh, but God's intention here was for Israel's jealousy of the Gentiles to be something that 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 stimulated them in a positive way to draw to draw them back to Himself. Okay, so uh, because the, the the Jews, I mean, they had they had hated. I mean, they they really did. There there was a hatred of the Gentiles. I mean, they, they considered them to be outside the boundaries of the grace of the Lord, um, and uh, and 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 just shunned. I mean, it was it was it was bad. But um, you know, Paul's Paul Paul here is 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 introducing this this the idea of making them jealous to, like I said, to to coax them in to bring them back um, uh, through what. Um, you know, what, what, what the Gentiles had received. And as those Jews did see what God had just lavished upon the Gentiles in the church, um, you know, something that was reserved for them, right. To the Jew first and then to the Greek, um, that, that some of them would desire those blessings and, and, and come to Christ. Right. Um, and it, 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 to, to see the kindness of the Lord that would, that would lead them to repentance to quote, um, passages, um, elsewhere in, in Romans. So, um, and, and so something I, I thought about and and wrote down is, uh, I mean, it's important for us, um, you know, we've talked about it before and and this is something AG and I have talked about offline a good bit was the whole topic of high and holy living, right? That we, that, that our desire is to make most use of the time because the days are evil. Our desire is to be holy as he is holy. 
not to earn favor, not to earn merit, not to earn salvation, but because we realize what we've been saved from. We've been saved from God, from God's wrath by God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ in spite of ourselves, in spite of our rejection, in spite of our sin, in spite of our filth and shame, Christ has lavished his love on us and and it had nothing to do with us, but God being rich in mercy, Ephesians 2 tells us. Um, Ephesians 2 also tells us that that it is not a result of works that no man may boast. So, our desire as Christ followers uh, should be to reflect that life, that, that the fact that our, our hearts have been renewed, restored um, from stone to flesh, um, that they should reflect at that transformation that happens when regeneration takes place. Um, and, and that th- those things should, should inspire those around us or reach those around us. People should see something different around us. Not that we're, not that we are walking around in an egotistical, arrogant, false humility kind of way of going, Hey, look at me, I'm humble. Uh, you know, and, and carrying that in a, in a prideful way, but there's a difference about us. There's a difference about our countenance. There's a difference in the way that we handle situations. There's a difference in the way that we speak in the words that we say and how we say it. And so that should encourage um, uh, all of us, right? And, and it should spur and admo- we, we should be admonishing our, each other as believers, fellow believers, brothers and sisters in Christ. But then it should also, uh, uh, people should take notice and they should see a difference. They should see Christ in us. And, 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 and that's, 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 a, that's an application here for us in this passage to remember, um, that, uh, that, that when, when, that there will be those who see what Christ has done for us based on how we live our lives, that it will make them jealous. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what you got, brother? I mean, just going back to the, to high and holy living. I mean, that's how we're called to live, mm-hmm. right? Uh, oftentimes when we seek to live that way, uh, people who really want to just hold on to their sin uh, will call us Pharisees because fundamentalists, fundamentalists. Uh, they'll call us uh, uh, legalists mm. because we actually seek to live the way God commands us to live in his word. Uh, too many times people want to uh, rely on Christian liberty. Now, Christian liberty is a, is a real thing. Uh, but when Christian liberty is abused, it's used as license to sin. So, uh, when we come to Christ through God's drawing of us, the changing of our hearts, the changing of our desires so that we now desire the things we used to hate and we hate the things we used to love. When we come to Christ, there is a life worth missing. Mm. And it's a life that uh, it's a life that we seek to try to live sometimes while still calling ourselves Christians. Well, I was I was saved in high school, but that means I can go off to college and I can go party all night. Well, no, you can't, because that life is a life of debauchery. What's that going to lead to? Mm. It's going to lead to a lot of I wish I never did that, and a lot of necessary repentance, right? Yeah. Or yeah. or or even bigger things that that could change radically change your life mm. uh, in those days. Um, uh, there is, when you come to Christ, there is a life that is worth missing, Yeah, but it's worth missing because of what you gain and you gain Christ. You gain a life of Christ that actually pleases the father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and Paul, Paul addresses this elsewhere in, uh, in, and in, in, specifically to the Corinthians in first Corinthians nine. Um, uh, you know, he says, uh, uh, 
he says, am I for certain verse one? I'm, you know, I'm, it's interesting whenever I see issues pop up or, or, and, and Drew, you've heard me preach. There's a lot of scripture just because that's, that's where my mind goes. My mind goes, okay, well, what is, what does God's word say about this? Because that way, when just like Jeremiah Johnson said in his uh, amazing, amazing sermon uh, last Sunday at the Grace Life pulpit, you know, he said, one of of the ways to shut up the tone police is, is when you say, thus says the Lord can't really, can't really go anywhere from there. So, uh, so that's where I'm going to go in talking about this, as far as the use of Liberty, Um, because this is something that, that, that I've struggled with as well. And, and, uh, this past year has, has been an eye opener from the beginning of the year all the way till now. Um, so, uh, Paul says, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus, our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If to others, I am not an apostle, at least I am to you for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. So, so we have, right. So we, there, there may be some of us who, who, well, all of us, all of us have ministry from the Lord. All of us do to the people in whatever circles of influence the Lord gives us, whether that work, school, family, if you're a husband, your wife is, 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 is part of your ministry. If you're, you're, you're a parent, your children, if you have friends, they are, you have family, they are. So that just covers everybody. Um, so it says in verse three, um, my defense to those who examine me is this, uh, do we not have a right to eat and drink? Do we not have a right to take along a believing wife, even as to the rest of the apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or do only Barnabas and I not, uh, and I not have a right to refrain from working? Uh, who at any time serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat the fruit of it? Or who tends a flock and does not intend to use the milk of the flock? See what he's getting at? So am I not speaking these things according to human judgment? Am I? Or does not the law also say these things? And so then he goes on, and I'm, I'll skip ahead to kind of the point here, um, is um, he starts in verse 14 about how the, the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to, uh, to go get their living from the gospel. I'm going to read that again. So also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. Uh, So verse 16, he says, for if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of for I am under compulsion for woe is me. If I do not preach the gospel for, if I do this voluntarily, I have a reward, but if, but if against my will, I have a stewardship entrusted to me, what then is my reward that that when I preach the gospel, I may offer the gospel without charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel? So here, here's the key here. Here's what he's saying. We get our living from the gospel. Yes, because of what Christ has done, we have a right. We have a right uh, to eat whatever kind of meat we want to eat, to drink uh, whatever we want to drink. We have liberty. We have freedom. Okay. But check this out. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all so that I may win more. To the Jews, I became Jew so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law as under the law, though not being myself under the law, so that I might win those who were under the law. To those who are without the law, as without the law, uh, though not being without the law of God, but under the law of Christ, so that I may win those who are without the law. To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men. I have become all things to all men, so that I might by all means save some. I do all things for the sake of the gospel. So that I may, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. I'm going to keep reading because it's really good. I'm sorry, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, but I, I just, I just glanced down. I'm like, well, I can't stop there. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only, uh, only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. 
everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Mm. Man, God, think about, think about, apply that, right? The, the determination and the discipline that Paul imposes on himself, apply that to preachers of today, just the past 10 years. How many have disqualified themselves? How many have apostatized? I mean, and I can think of one person in particular that just likes his name talked about. Um, I mean, I, I think I did a show on him, uh, you know, but he was a, a pastor of a of a, a big mega church, uh, really started coming with the satellite campuses, kind of kind of focusing on that. Um, but he. He came under sin, right, but his church the elders of his church brought him under church discipline with the hopes with the hopes of restoring him and he didn't want to do that he fled mm-hmm. and i'm sorry but as soon as you do that immediately you disqualify yourself yeah and he's disqualified i can't i can't read any of his books one because i don't know if he actually wrote them but i can't i can't trust anything he says and i shouldn't because he's disqualified but then we have people like Joshua Harris, right? He was another face of this young restless and reform movement. And what happened now lately? What did he do? He denounced, denounced Christianity, announced he was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Now he's showing up at pride parades. It's not long before I'm sure he just, he comes out. Yeah, I agree. The closet. Yeah. Um, and then what else do you have? Marty Sampson. Oof. Now, Mar- and that's the thing. Marty Sampson throughout his career has written some really good songs that you can look and say, these are biblically sound, but what does his actions say? His actions say he never understood those things he was reading and those things that he wrote in the first place. We need to remember this. Even the demons know the scriptures and shudder. That's right. That's right. Uh, Going back to something that I said last episode, that means we're constantly testing ourselves right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. testing ourselves first. We're, we're seeking the Lord in prayer first that we are, we are aligning ourselves with Christ's prayer for us from John 17, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. We're constantly going back there. That's where we're constantly going, you know, and, and going back to going back to what you were saying about Christian Liberty, uh, and the freedoms that we have. Yes, we have those freedoms. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing to say that we can't, we can't use stronger language. Well, there, there is, there's a way to use profanity that's biblical. Yeah. But it's in the, the, the way to use it. And Doug Wilson use, does it this way. I've heard Jeff Durbin use it this way. Uh, The way to use it is answering the fool according to his folly. That's how that's how they use it. That's the biblical way to use it. It's not just, well, I have Christian liberty, therefore I can just say these things out of my mouth. And uh, I'm sorry to say, but also if if that's what you think, and then you take that into the pulpit, and then you take that out, uh, let that come from your mouth out of the pulpit, really you're just showing what's actually in your heart. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yes, I will. Yes, I will just say yes. So, so, so there, there is a way to use strong language biblically, sure. but that doesn't give us the license to just uh, freely speak in any manner that we want. Well, and I, I'll, I'll go a step further um, with this, and 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 I'm, I'm going to preface this again, just like I did last episode, where I went into a, a little diatribe over uh, cessationism 
uh, versus continuationist. Uh, you know, I, I had a pastor once and, and I, he and I don't, uh, w- we don't align on most things theologically. Uh, but I, I agree with him here. And, and part of this is just because of my family history. Um, and, and please hear me. I'm not saying, uh, I'm, I'm not saying, let me just say this and then I'll, I'll come back with a caveat here. But he reminded me, he said he was in Florida once and he was in a restaurant in Florida with his family. And he said that, uh, they had dinner and it was a nice time. And what they wanted to do is, uh, he was thinking about having a drink. He was thinking about having a glass of wine and, uh, he just, he just was like, oh man, um, (laughs) everything okay over there? Yeah. My dog's just got something. He, he picks up everything off the floor and just, so I'm just checking to make sure it's not something that'll kill him. (laughs) You guys can't see this, but I just look over, I just look up and Drew's like crying this dog's mouth open. I'm like, oh dude, he's. He's he's strong. He's a lot stronger than I am. <laughs> Is he okay? Yeah, no, he's fine. He just he picks up stuff <laughs> off the floor and he's like, "Oh, what's that?" Yummy. Nah. And then well, he just starts chewing on it until he eventually he swallows it. And so he's good job, buddy. He's just a garbage disposal. So nice. We don't we don't have a dog. We have a goat. So <laughs> he he eats everything. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, no, I was just saying uh, there was there was a pastor talking about Christian liberty uh, who was at a restaurant with his family. And, and uh, you know, it came time to, you know, he finished food and he wanted to have a glass of wine. And he ended up deciding probably is not the best idea. I, I just what what if there's somebody here? It is Florida. It's Disney. What if there's somebody here that, that has seen me on stage and they may not be as far along in their, in their walk with the Lord. And maybe they have that, that, um, you know, uh, that, that, that improper view of the fact that, you know, you can't be a Christian and drink, which is not true uh, at all. And, um, he decided not to, and he he was telling me the story. He said, I'm glad I did because when I asked the waitress for the check, um, like 20, 25 minutes later, that there was some, there was another family there that saw him that went to his church and decided to pay for their meal. Oh, wow. And so he was like, man, how would that have looked if there's like three glasses of wine on there and yeah. a couple of drinks <laughs> and whatever, why I would have been completely in my right, not sinning, drinking, drinking mm-hmm. is not a sin. Let me put that out there. Please hear my heart. Please hear me. Don't think, Oh, Chris is saying drinking is a sin. <laughs> Fundamentalist. No, no, I'm not. Um, so, but, but there's an example of him choosing in that moment to make himself a slave to all that he may win more. Now, going back to something Nick said way some episodes ago when Nick said, now that doesn't mean that, that, that those who aren't as mature in their faith can impose those improper expectations upon, upon anyone. We have to remember as well, uh, that, that we don't, we don't impose those, Uh, those things that may make us stumble, but at the same time, us who are mature, we need to be aware of that. And we need to, um, as, as Paul said, uh, so, 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 uh, in verse 14 of first Corinthians nine, so also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. That, that's, that's a great passage of scripture to memorize and keep in mind. And to, even though we're free from all men to make yourself a slave to all, so that you may win more. So, and again, scripture with scripture, right? Right. We interpret scripture with scripture. So, um, so there's one verse. (laughs) (laughs) So flipping back over, um, oh, it's a verse 12. Now, if their transgression is riches for the world and their future Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. If their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? And this is, this is a, obviously a huge, um, a huge mystery, right? 
here and uh and we have to um we have to remember that that even in the midst of Israel's great rejection of the Messiah and how God did use that to bless the Gentile world how much more uh, as Dr. John MacArthur would say how much more uh, will he bless the world when Israel the remnant in Israel turns to him in faith when the millennial kingdom comes what a thought what a what what an incredible incredible thought and i'm not going to get into any eschatological conversations right now just because i don't have the brain power for it currently uh, so um but what what a, a great reminder if the lord can take the trespasses and the transgressions uh that have come through the nation israel how much more will uh his their fulfillment be and that that just kind of brings me to uh to something i was i was thinking about just through our transgressions right when we think about our shortcomings our trespasses and um how so so many times um we, we look at what happens to us and we look at what what happens to us that is outside of our choosing mm-hmm. and what happens to us because of our choices. Because of our choosing, yeah. So when we look at the transgressions and the trespasses that have come against us that are outside of our choosing, right? No, no one, uh, th- there are some, not no one, there, there are some who, you know, uh, for, for instance, I th- you think about these, these beautiful stories, uh, heart-wrenching stories of kids that get cancer. Mm-hmm. That wasn't their that, that that where it was a situation where it wasn't anything they did. They didn't smoke for fifty years, you know. They didn't uh, that they didn't drink themselves so much that 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 uh, that their liver had cirrhosis. I think it's called cirrhosis. Um, you know, they, fill in the blank um, as far as what what could be consequences of choosing, but because of results of the fall, sin and disease and death uh, enters the world. The wages of sin is death, and the consequences of sin don't just affect us; they affect everything we, we see that in the that's world right. right romans 8 says yep. that creation's that's groaning right. for the return of the lord that's right our sin doesn't affect just us that's right. that's right that's right that's right so so but but what a great reminder that god can take the worst circumstances and and use them in great and mighty ways for his for his plan and purpose you know we all we all love to quote Romans, Romans eight, right? All all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. But we also have to remember um, to take the good with the bad. We have to remember that we have no right in our state, our fallen state, to shake our fist at God and say this is not fair. And that's that's hard to do. That is hard to do. You know, you look at, you look at the story of Job, right? <laughs> Job two at <laughs> verse nine, then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. And look at Job's response. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish, one of the foolish women's, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Hmm. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So the adversity that we face, the transgressions that we face, the, face, the trespasses that we face, are we accept? Are, are we just to accept the good and, and not the adversity? When ultimately the result of anything that happens to us in this world is, is, is the result of sin. Mm-hmm. It is. That's right. Um, and hello. I'm going to speak from personal experience recently um, and, and things that have, that I've seen in my own life and I've seen around me, um, you know, do, do we, I mean, the, the adversity that you may face may be because of your own sin. You have to accept the consequences, but you also have to remember, and this is where studying the attributes of God uh, are crucial to our everyday life. We need to remember who God is, the character of God. 
uh, and especially for those who have been grafted in, who have been adopted in as sons and daughters, we we have no right to shake our fist at God and say, why? But do we accept the good and not the adversity? Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people, they think anything good obviously has to be of God. Right. But then they take that they don't believe that something bad that happens is something from God as well. They believe anything good is God and anything bad is Satan. Well, sometimes, uh, sometimes that, that may be where Satan tempts you. Sure. Um, but, you know, also because of your sin, God will uh, discipline you. The same Amen. way a father disciplines a son. That's right. So so God doesn't just give the good things. He also gives the hard things, the disciplines, the trials. And they're not uh, – ultimately, they're to bring him glory. That's right. But they're also to – there may be an instance where you're in a, in a trial, and the trial is to break you down so that you may be built back up in full submission and reliance upon God. Mm, amen. That's a word, man. That's a word. Um, and, and that, that speaks to, you know, that, that, that speaks to the importance of hiding God's word in our hearts. That, that speaks to the importance of walking with the Lord daily. And, and that speaks, you know, I, I talked about it a couple of episodes ago, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective. Perspective is a big deal. You know, people often ask when it comes to the doctrine of election and predestination, and we 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 talked about that a ton. But well, how is that fair that God saves some and rejects others? Well, that's the wrong question. How is it fair that God saves anybody? Mm-hmm. It's not. You don't want fair. That's right. We don't want fair. No. Um, Nevertheless, know. who are you, oh man, to answer back to God? Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, who are any of us? You know, who are any of us? So. Uh, we just need to remember that, uh, that that God can take the most adverse conditions. That God can God can take. Look at Paul. Have you killed Christians? I think most of us would say no. Most of us would say we were not we we were not the doing the things the Apostle Paul did, and he called himself the chief among sinners. And so, if God can take the chief of sinners. And save him and use him the way that he used Paul, he can use all of us. He really can. And he does. I mean, he through, through the transgression, we see this, right? Through the transgression, by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Now, if their transgression is riches for the world and their failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their fulfillment be? So maybe, maybe you listener, you're, you're listening to this and you're walking through those moments where you've maybe you've failed. You have fallen flat on, you have stumbled just like my, my almost four-year-old when he comes around the corner at, like I said, the supersonic speed of toddler and ends up getting Scooby feet and hits the floor and slides. <laughs> um, that's going to happen. But the beautiful, the beautiful good news of the gospel, and we don't see the true good news until sometimes until we've stumbled and we've fallen because of our sin. How much more can God do through the through His fulfillment of us, mm-hmm. His sanctification of us? So don't give up. Repent, mm-hmm. accept the consequences. And move forward knowing that God will still continue to pour into you and use you for his good, for his glory and your good, even when you don't understand it. So, Amen. Amen. So we did it. We made it through two verses. In an hour. In an hour. <laughs> two verses. <clears throat> Quality over quantity. That's right. We don't That's have right. to rush through it, man. I know. It's. Just, I mean, you know what? The word is not going anywhere. Nope. So I don't have to rush to to fit my agenda or fit my schedule. No. And you know what? 
and you shouldn't like it's just right. it's it's been so good uh now uh, we're recording this episode just a few days after we recorded the last one so we haven't had as much study time between uh you know between between now and then which is another reason why we only did two verses just <laughs> <laughs> Well, it might be one of the reasons you did too. I've I've actually gone through seventeen or eighteen. So, <laughs> but but I, I I tell you what, honestly, like these two verses stopped me in my tracks, mm-hmm. and they stopped me in my tracks, and they humbled me. Um and um and and reading this story and reading this not story but reading this letter, um of of what's to come through the remnant in the nation Israel. Um, and, 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 and this doesn't just apply to the room in the nation of Israel it applies to all of us, how God can use the transgression for the riches of those around us. And if he uses our transgression for the riches of those around us, how much more will the fulfillment be? Um, now again, that doesn't mean that there's not consequences and you know, all that fun stuff. So, um, but man, I love his word and it's, and it's by his grace and through his sanctifying power, he is working on me through this section of scripture. It's been awesome. That's good. That's good. Well, we are, the, the, this episode will post af, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So we hope that you had a delicious Thanksgiving. Yeah. We hope and, that you... and it was filled with many rich political conversations with family <laughs> you only see once a year. Well, yes, and uh, we hope that uh, that it, you truly had some time to reflect and and truly give thanks. Uh, and and when you read, uh, I did read a book uh, a couple years ago um, that it was one of those books you kind of eat the meat, spit out the bones. But it talked about the the Hebrew phrase Hallel, which is give thanks uh, in the Hebrew, and it it is literally an arms stretched outward in worship and surrender giving thanks and praise to God for all the immense blessings that he has, uh, that he has given to each of us. So, uh, we pray that, uh, that you had time to do that. And you know what, if you didn't, you don't need a dadgum holiday to do it. That's you right. Can do it. It's supposed to be a daily. That's thing. right. That's right. Do it anytime, all the time. So that's right. But we also haven't forgotten about our book giveaway. Uh, we, I guess we're just going to do it the old fashioned way, you know, the way we see everyone else do it on Instagram and stuff like that. Just like a post, follow us, tag some peeps. We we can always just, we could always say the first person to send us a message that they listened to this episode and heard this. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You got the book. That's a good one. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you like that idea? Are we making that official? You know what? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So the first person that hears this, listens to this episode, and then messages us. Yeah. And say, we they no, they need to say something. They need to say uh what do they need to say? They need to say some kind of tagline or something. They need to all right, they need to message us and quote Romans 116. Okay. Just quote Romans one sixteen, and whatever yes. translation you read, if it's the Passion translation or the Message translation, you don't win. Yeah, you don't win. <laughs> We're actually probably going to give you the gospel. Uh, we will send you a New American Standard or an ESV if you do that. Yeah. So yeah. don't do that yeah. if you actually just want us to send you a Bible. That's not a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. We just. So, yeah, I ain't rich, so. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the first person that emails us, email is mattertheology at gmail.com. M-A-T-T-E-R, theology, because I ain't going to spell theology. Uh, <laughs> bro, I will misspell it right now. <laughs> T-H-O-L-O-G-Y. Yeah. Matter theology, not of matter no of in there. Right. Matter no theology. Yep. Matter theology at gmail.com. The first person to message us Romans 116 will win John MacArthur's Ashamed of the Gospel. Great book. 
So Great. there you go. There you have it. There it is. There it is. There's the giveaway. I like it. There's the a way of giving. That's right. <laughs> My dog is really trying to get on here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. The dog has been in and out of the podcast. He, he really there. has. He really has. He's a big baby. He just wants affection. He just says, pay attention to me. Don't we all? Yeah. So, all right, pup. Hold on. So with that, we're going to get out of here. And we will catch you on the next one for, we'll, we'll try to go through. 18. 18, yeah. Yeah. But don't hold us to it. We're no, going to try. Don't. We'll try. We'll so, do our best. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>